Hey everybody, this is Linda Misigatis, and you're listening to An Unconventional Guide to Success, the show that talks about real life with real people for those of you who are interested in learning from others the steps they took on their journey towards success as defined by them. We have an exciting lineup of guests for season three and hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the studio. It's so good to see you, Scott. And welcome, Caitlin. We're so happy to have you, you here. Happy to be here. Thank- Thanks, Linda. Good to yeah, see you. This is going to yeah, be a fun a good one. time today. It's so good to see you as well. I know um, we, we we were talking the other day that we've uh, been a little remiss on connecting with one another. Our schedules have been so crazy. Um, you and those pesky children and, and me and this pesky job. So <laughs> I have a job and the children though. So at least you're halfway done. Right? I know. I know. You, you're right. You're right. I, I, I've at least got the empty nest side of it, which is uh, which definitely helps. So uh, I don't have that. Piece well, great anymore, segue. But, if it wasn't uh, for Caitlin, we wouldn't have the time to do this because we're doing the kids together. That's right. Yes, I know you got a partner in crime, which is awesome. Well, let me introduce Caitlin to our audience today. We're so excited to have uh, Caitlin here. Uh, Caitlin is actually the owner and president of Worldgate, um, which is a company that Scott and Caitlin run together. Uh, And she's the founder of Worldgate, and it's really responsible for helping to define Worldgate's vision, values, and policies and corporate strategy. In addition, Caitlin is responsible for all internal operations, including human resources, finance, and internal communications. Um, She brings over 30 years of management experience across both small and enterprise (laughs) businesses. I know I always hate to say that (laughs) stuff out loud, right? When I say it, I'm like, yeah, I have 30 plus experience. And on one hand, I'm like, good for you, Linda. And then on the other hand, I'm like, am I really working that long? <laughs> she has three plus zero. Yeah, three plus crazy. zero years. Right? I know. <laughs> three plus zero. Exactly. I know. It's so crazy. But um, um, but it's amazing, uh, really, with the experience across small and enterprise businesses, particularly in the IT telecommunications, not for profit um, sectors. Uh, and in her executive leadership roles, uh, she's been responsible for setting strategic direction and overseeing implementation of several large scale initiatives. Caitlin earned her MBA from the University of Maryland College Park and is proud to be an alumnus of the University of New Hampshire. Um, Caitlin's also passionate about Worldgate's programs to give back, and I see you doing this stuff all the time um, to the community, including their uh, public school um, there in um, in Maryland, um, in Virginia area, and youth sports philanthropy programs. So welcome to the studio. It's so nice Thank to have you. you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yes, yeah, no. <laughs> I was going to say thanks I'm for being glad here, it honey. Worked out. <laughs> but I wasn't sure how to play that. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Yeah. You could say that. She's your honey. <laughs> That's it. That's there the advantage. So, no, it's really Let's break good. break the ice early. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, let's break the ice early. Well, and speaking of that, I was like to kind of have a little bit of an icebreaker. Um, Caitlin, I was rib um, uh, Scott about this because he tries to be so serious in this interview. And I'm like, you got to break the ice a little okay. bit. So so I twist his arm and make him come along with me on these ones. But um, if you could hang out with any cartoon character, who would you choose and why? So um, I will admit and appreciate that I had this question to prepare for. So I was able to give it some thought (laughs) because I have not thought about that at all before. But, you know, I thought about Winnie the Pooh. Like, how lovely is Pooh Corner, right? And how much would you love to just sit next to Winnie the Pooh all day, who is such a lovely (laughs) friend and 
all the quotes that come out of, you know, how you should treat people and be a partner and be a friend. And I just thought about, could we just sit at that tree stump (laughs) and chat and, you know, have fun watching our crazy friend Tigger, right? But just he's sweet and kind. And wouldn't that just be a nice place to be for a day, right? I love that. And, you know, I'm not surprised that, <laughs> yeah. that that's who who you selected, honestly, because thinking about, you know, who you are as a person and I'm getting to know you over the years, that doesn't surprise me that Pooh would be would be a good pal to yeah. to you. Now, see, I'm the polar opposite because I would go with Deadpool. <laughs> um, if I could okay. hang out, um, I love Deadpool um, and I love his complete disregard for any authority (laughs) or any social norms or anything. And I think I should have been just in the moment. I could just be that authentic to whatever I was feeling in the moment. Um, Deadpool is, is more so certainly not the kind, thoughtful. um, Well, you know, Pooh might uh, not be as exciting for the, you know, more than a day. Right. But (laughs) (laughs) no but i love that and what and i had thought about that but i do love reading the little pooisms out there and i've actually had that book the Tao of Pooh. my husband Mm -hmm. got that for me a long time ago and it's it is such a a great book but and scott i always ask you because you know you get you can change all the time which is great with our episodes because you don't have to be the same yeah but i keep i keep sticking with the incredible hulk we know this my, you my, do. My, you you do. Know, all yeah. for the greater good and all good until it's not. Right? So <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Off I no. go. <laughs> That is very true. No, well, and the more that I hear you say that, the more I do see that side, you know, it's because you've got that Bruce Banner kind of, yeah, I'm friends with everyone, everything's going well. And then you've got that moment where, okay, Bruce has got to take a seat out, Hulk's got to come in, um, because now things are, are making me a little crazy. And you kind of, kind of blow off there. But even there, it's a control. It's a control chaos. And and I'd like to hope that it's for the greater good (laughs) and not just crazy. (laughs) Like the incredible. Just crazy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Let's just say it's to protect Winnie the Pooh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I like that. That's a good tie back. And I was thinking was, no, that's when Caleb was saying, wouldn't it be great to sit on that stump with Winnie the Pooh? I'm thinking to myself, and aren't we giving trees at this phase in our lives? And right? that's about what's yeah. left. We're all yeah. the stumps of a giving tree. No. <laughs> And it's true. That is very true. We are kind of at that stage in our lives. Um, well, what I love about this particular um, episode and getting to have Caitlin on is that it's the other side. So we, you know, Scott and I spend a lot of time talking with with our guests and we hear their stories and we, um, you know, we've uh, discussed Scott's uh, book, How Did You Get Here? And just kind of like the whole idea of the Unconventional Guide to Success. It's nice to meet the other side of that because one of the foundations of, um, of Scott's message is around partnerships and relationships and and you're his key partner and relationship and all of this so tell us how did you meet scott i mean we know scott's side of the story but uh but let's hear your side um how did you meet well um it's funny because it doesn't sound so glamorous right it wasn't like we saw each other from afar but um we met in a staff (laughs) meeting so i was an intern when i was in grad school i interned for what was beltlantic at the time um now verizon but um, I was in a larger staff meeting and uh, Scott came from a different building to join this larger staff meeting. And he was flexing, not kidding, flexing, 
literally flexing. Um, probably ate I'd like, like to be shocked by donuts. that, Caitlin, but like, I think he ate all the donuts that were provided at the staff meeting um, and was just hilarious oh, and funny. And you know, all this, right. And so, um, yeah, so that's where we officially met. And then we, you know, back in the day when you would do things like corporate golf tournaments and, you know, things like that, we yeah. had the opportunity to spend the day together um, at a staff golf outing. And then, um, you know, spent some time together after. So that was really the beginnings. Yeah, our first That's date was from cool. that golf outing. We had a yeah. we had a dinner dinner meeting, and then after dinner, I said, "Hey, can we go grab a drink? Let's let's see what this is all about." And sure, if we didn't, and then I think I we've seen it. each other every day since. Um, just, yeah, well, and not everybody can do that. I mean, that does. I speak did kind of roll my eyes know, every you... day since. Yeah. <laughs> every poor day girl, we see each other. No, there, but I do think that that is so important because um, not everybody has that type of a relationship sure. where you can spend that much time together. I listen to so many people through the pandemic um, and say, uh, you know, their marriages actually took, a, you know, took a toll. Some of them didn't even survive through that, where all of a sudden they were almost, um, this is a strong word, but forced to be in the same room together frequently. And like for Jim and I, very natural. It was not a, it, no transition whatsoever for us. I mean, I've been working at home for a long time, but we're best friends. We hang out all the time together. So the transition wasn't like, oh, I can't believe I have to spend all this time together. Um, and I think that that speaks a lot to the relationship that you have developed um, and that you can have both a personal life and a work life together. Not everybody. Well, can I think do it's that. important, too, that you add on to that, that, you know, Kate and I dated for four years. We tested that. We we nurtured yeah. that. We talked about that. We communicated about our feelings in that courtship. And that only makes it stronger. And we continue yeah. to bring that to, to our relationship today. I mean, we sat in COVID. We bitched to each other about how hard it was that it was only each other we were seeing. And we came to solutions yeah. where we were bringing friends to the garage or we would stay on different floors for 48 hours just to be away from each other. Yeah, You know, so... Communication, also a chapter in the book, is really important. But when you get into relationships, the key in that for me and sharing with the next generation is don't just settle. Work with work with what your gut tells you and work with your partner. And you know, that's two-sided. Yeah. I don't always practice what I preach, but Caitlin will pull me in, kite string, or I'll pull her in if she's not working with me the way we need to, but it's really important. And so it doesn't happen overnight. It is it is not work. It is meant to be. I think I've known Caitlin longer as a human than I've been known myself independent of Caitlin. So, you know, and those, yeah. those years are starting to creep in on us and I would have it no other way. Like I'm actually looking more forward to those times together where we're not distracted by other people. She's dreading it and I'm pulling her in. You know, like, <laughs> I get you all to myself. <laughs> well, and it's not, I mean, Scott, you say it, it doesn't take work, but like the work piece, does and did right like figuring sure. out how to work together was was a learning process um yeah. and there were some you know hard days um that just where we potentially just weren't aligned in how we wanted to approach things right but i think where we came out of that was this idea of really having um strong delineation around what mm -hmm. each of us is responsible yeah. for and mm -hmm. appreciating yeah. each other's strengths 
right? Yeah. So like there right. are right. and weaknesses, right? Or challenges. So sure. there are areas that yeah. I know that I can support Scott in, right? There are um, there are areas where he supports me. So, you know, when we talk numbers, he wants to see three numbers. I want to see 7,000, right? Like, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. yeah. No, that's very yes. important yes. awareness. Yeah. yeah. So it is, Yeah. It, it took a while to um, figure out the best way to do that. And now I feel like we're on a really good path of, of how we respect each other and our strengths and um, yeah. where we pull each other in when it's helpful and necessary. but we have to trust each other that we each have our domains, if you will. So, yeah, yeah. I love the that. Other, the other, well, and that's a good segue. Oh, well, go I was ahead, gonna Scott. say the other piece of that is, and I've learned this along the way, um, we are never ill-intended with each other. You're never ill-intended yeah. with each other. Um, yeah. And that's yeah. harder for Kate with the Incredible Hulk who likes to spray emotion out, even if it's not directed at yeah. her, it is aimed at yes. her. And that's hard if you're not aware yep. of, oh, he's not ill-intended at me. This is just, he's so expressing true. himself the way he does. She's expressing herself yep. in a Winnie, Pooh, Winnie the Pooh way. Doesn't So just recognizing the foundation is not ill-intended is literally half of it for me, yeah. more than half. Because no. style and- Well, it's intention, yeah, right. right? It's understanding the intention behind it. Um, and I think that that's a, a really good point. A lesson I'm still continuing to learn is um, it's not about right. you. Um, like I have to remember that, um, actually Jim says this to me all the time, it, when he's sharing something with me and I'm saying how that's affecting me, um, instead of saying to him, I understand now that's affecting you and being in his truth and his moment. And that's really, you know, that's been- something that I have to try to remember that when in that moment, it's not about me. It's about Jim. It's about how he's feeling about how it's impacting him. It has absolutely nothing to do with me. And that's a lesson that I, I'm still trying to, uh, you know, factor in, in all aspects of my life, you know, even in work, I'm just re recognizing like, it's not about you. It's about this situation. It doesn't matter how I feel. It's what is the situation. So, but so Caitlin, that's a good segue as to, because you have this business together, what's the one thing about your business that you didn't expect, like going into all of this and kind of what, what's kind of come out of this that you're like, wow, I did not, expect um, this. you know, I did not expect this sheer magnitude of responsibility that I would feel. I mean, it oh, is, yeah. we are responsible for our team, right? And I think when you're working in the corporate yeah. environment, yes, you might be a boss or a manager, and yes, you might have yeah. personal development responsibility, or you might have P&L responsibility, but I feel every decision I make, there is like a sheer magnitude of this. I have responsibility for these you know, almost 100 people now, right? Like the buck stops yes, here yeah. and every decision that I make yeah. potentially is going to impact one or more of my team members from a positive or negative, right? Yeah. And and I think, right. again, being in the corporate world, I, I certainly had a lot of responsibility, but I it was different. It didn't yep. feel the way that yeah. it feels, you know, owning your own business and being the the ultimate decision maker, right? Like there's just, yeah, the yeah. buck stops here, right? Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. So, that I mean, is, uh, and I, I, I feel lucky, yeah, I right? That. I feel no. lucky that I feel like I'm a person who's going to ideally try to make everyone's lives better, right? But there's like, there's just right. something that goes right. along with that, that you're like, oh, this is a big, 
big shoulder to carry. <laughs> yes. Well, and there's so many different. It is. It's a huge responsibility. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many different personalities in that. And there's so many different intentions. And yeah. Well, um, the other side of the magnitude of responsibility is also the mag uh, of keeping them employed and being a correct and, and uh, learner learning mindset leader is also training them, building them up to be them best selves, helping them move to a different right. organization. If, if their trajectory is different than ours and there's just right. such a magnitude is such a good word on that. And it really is hard. Yeah. Um, part of the gift. You know, you're it's right. Yeah. And not everybody's cut out, which is what we talk about, you know, which is great about an unconventional guide to success, because um, I do think that, uh, you know, there are people who have that entrepreneurial mindset and can and really are are good to go out. But I love that you said that that's not what you expected was just the sheer magnitude of responsibility um, and that you would feel all of that weight because you're right. Um, for me, I like the security of the corporate world because to your point, I'm not ultimately responsible. Um, so it's not sitting out, it's not resting solely on my shoulders. And so decisions that are being made, I can say, well, hey, that's the corporate, that's, that's a corporate line. That's what's happening. Where for you, you are the corporate yeah. line. And that does, you know, that's a whole different um, scope of responsibility and an important one for people to think about as they're, you know, kind of going mm -hmm. in that direction. So yeah. um, there's a lot that comes with it's a, it. It's a gift. Um, it's, so in, in it, yeah, it's a, it, well, go I was going to say ahead. it's a gift and it's, um, it's a lot more than people realize. They throw the word entrepreneurial around a lot, and they they throw yes. the word small business <sighs> around as if totally agree. As if it's a, a, a if you hold it the way Caitlin and I try to, and that is responsible magnitude growth success yeah. continuity versus right. profits use you till you're gone kick you out. There's two different styles of that, but yeah, that word entrepreneurial has a lot of different meanings for the young viewers and listeners of this podcast. You really have to have the drive and the fight to push through that. And you also, you in do. my experience, to compliment Caitlin, you also have to have the right partner. And, you know, I'm oh, a thousand very percent. clear on that yeah. in the book that it's her there. And, and she's very clear with that with me. And it goes back to delineation of responsibility. And it took us about two years, three years to figure that out in business when we finally went, all right, I'm handling this and you handle that and we'll meet in the middle. And it makes well, that's a good segue into my next yeah. question um, is around the kite and the string, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, in Scott's book, he talks about the kite and the string. So I'd love to get your perspective on that, Kaylin, because again, I know what Scott's perspective. I read the book and I've yeah. heard him talk about it, but I haven't yeah. heard your perspective. I mean, I, I'm i the one that said it to Scott, right? And I, I don't remember yeah. where I had heard it, right? But I had heard it somewhere, like yeah. at a leadership conference or, you know, read it in a book, I cannot remember it, I'm gonna have to Google it and search yeah. for it. But, um, <laughs> but it was just a really like, the way that it was described, and the way I said it to Scott is there's this idea, right, that there's this, this kite, right, and a kite is flying and mm -hmm. soaring and trying new things and opening new businesses and up there in the clouds, right, the visionary, the yeah, um, but a kite has a string, right, and the st string is there to guide it, um, ideally just to guide it, right? And not to pull it down. Yeah. And so when I first brought it up yeah. with him, I was asking, you know, like you have these these grand plans, these super entrepreneurial ideas, these visions. Like I yeah. feel like I'm always the person that's like, well, what about 
these risks? And what about this compliance issue? And what about this? And so is that, you know, pulling it down or is it guiding it? And hopefully for the most part, it's a guide, you know, the string is a guide versus, versus a tug. Oh, and our so, kids, and, our like kids, and, our, and well, I've said yeah. all along in our situation, it 100% is, but it was me jumping the shark to say that how we got there to make it a guide is through delineation, yeah. is through partnership, is through not ill-intended. And that did take us a while. And and the other thing I'll say, yeah. there are a couple of good yeah. books out there about that is there, what was the opposite of visionary in that book? Rocket Fuel. Rocket Fuel, great book. Mm, Caitlin mm-hmm. introduced it to me. It talks literally about the two styles, keeps it very clean and simple. Visionary. And what was the other one called? The integrator. I think the integrator. The integrator. Mm -hmm. Visionary and integrator. And when we read that book, we both plowed through it in a day and we both went, oh my God, you're the visionary. I'm the integrator. You're the kite. I'm the string. Yeah. And also they need to be with each other. That's, I mean, there's no, there's no doubt that that's the role. We're just unique and that we also raise children. We're also in love with each other. And we've also been doing this for 30 years and that's really unique. Yeah. But these are the secret sauce things that I think you're tapping into that I I like to highlight in this platform because I feel like the next generation takes words like entrepreneurial too loose or relationship too loose or even the word divorce, which I highlight in the book is not allowed in our relationship. It's just not a word to use. It's not a default option. And no, right. Exactly. That's really important for people to hear when you dive under the, under the sheets a little bit of what we're talking about here. It's not all grandeur. There's a a heavy magnitude to it. But there's also For all sure. those other things that matter. So when Caitlin said it, it really struck a chord with me. And I thought it was really right. worth Well, and relationships take work. And I think that's what your point is, is that relationships and partnerships, even the best ones out there, we make these assumptions that, oh, well, everything must be sunshine and right. roses, right? Because look at how well they work together. We don't see the behind the scenes where you have those, um, you know, all nighters where you're frustrated and, and maybe, you know, you're, you're tired and one wants to give up and the other one wants to keep going or, you know, something a situation has been created and, and you're just feeling all this frustration and now that's making the two of you you know go at one another mm-hmm. over things that again all right have nothing to do with right. you it's just the situation in the moment and so you're going we don't always see that and I think that I love that you were saying that with the with the message because I see sometimes that a lot of there's not much grace that's shown in relationships with some of the people that I've um, interacted with that are maybe with just in life in general I don't even want to peg it on any generation just in life in general where there's that that lack of understanding that this is hard work and that if it were easy I mean, everybody would do it, right? Um, but it's not. And if you really matter and it's really important to you, you're going to put in the effort to anything, whether that's your relationship, your marriage, your partnership in business, um, or you know, your relationship with your employees or a- your friends. All it takes work. It's not just something that just happens. Um, you got to. And some I think I think some it. of the work that that I've done, and I'm not always 100% there for sure. But I have tried really hard. Because I oftentimes would start with the what about this? What about this? What about this? When an idea is brought? And now I've tried very hard to be like, that's a great idea. Well, how about we dig into what that would look like? Um, So just like a reframing of that has helped so much. So much. 
It's so true. I was just had a colleague the other day say that one of the things that she learned recently is to take the word but out of it and say yes and even take no. So like say no, but um, but say yes and. And I've been trying to do that as well in even my emails, removing the word but because but creates that. Yeah, I love it. The world gateway um, is that it it does create that negative connotation when I say, yeah, that's a really great idea, Scott. But um, but if I say, yes, that's a really great idea, Scott. And what if we did this, this, and this, or yes. And have you thought about these things that now I feel invited and open in the conversation. And I don't feel like we're on the verge of you just shutting me down because you've inserted that word, but into it. And now it feels very negative. Um, So now I've, I'm no longer listening to anything positive that you might have to say, because you've already shut my mind off. So, um, so now I love that. I think that's a really good, and it's, it is, it's self-aware right? We're constantly evolving and growing and learning as we get older. Um, and uh, hopefully we can impart some of this wisdom earlier on the younger uh, generation to maybe make those those mm-hmm. tweaks that I wish I would have had. Well, you know, and if I can, they really are tweaks. And, yeah, they are. They're just tweaks. Mm-hmm. Yes, They're exactly. constantly evolving. And to Caitlin's credit, and to just piggyback on that and plug the book yet again, we talk about the world yeah. they, Plug it away, you I know. know. I know, I know. Hold and it people, up. And people can get to this information and they can get, and they can get to this information that I'll describe here. Thank but you. What's important yes. about that is to, it's ever evolving, but Caitlin is really sharp in that yes and, and that self-awareness is really important such that we realized in our culture at Worldgate that we weren't really communicating that very well. So she took the initiative to actually create our cultural behaviors and call them the world gateway. And it is true. There really are. Yes. And as a logic that we try and impose on our employees. And it is in the book as an insert in the back of the book. If someone wants to grab that it's for public consumption. There are 16 of them. I think 14 of them that spells Mm -hmm. out the world gateway. But when you take that initiative and you use a platform like this, or you use the book or you use a tent card, it does help people with that incremental change. It doesn't have to happen all yeah. at once. No, I like it. Well, you know, Caitlin, one of the things we talked about was just the amount of responsibility that comes, um, not just running a business, but also being a parent. And um, with that also comes the self-care. And so what do you do for self-care? Um, because, you know, sometimes, especially I think as the string, it's really important that you have that self-care because the kite can drag you all over the place um, and can can run you through the ringer sometimes. Especially if he's doing his self-care. So, <laughs> yeah. Especially if he's doing, yes, exactly. So so what is like, what, what do you do to kind of help create that balance? So um, I am definitely not the best at any of the like traditional self-care, like the massages and the facial, like I, I'm not good at that. But I do yeah. exercise almost every day. So I wake up, it is the first thing I walk my dog real quick and I exercise. Those are like, it just makes me feel better. It starts my day. um, And, you know, I tried to meditate. I've not been very good at that. Like I I try these things, but then, you know what I realized, I think probably over COVID, um, one of the things that I really just enjoy and it sort of, a lot of places it replaced, like, let's go have a glass of wine with my friends. We walked our dogs and I walk dogs with my friends. And it is just such a nice, like, 
you can connect with your friends, you are outdoors, yeah. you are able to, you know, share the things of your day that maybe you don't always want to share with yeah. your spouse, right? But um, that is really self care for me, like having that girlfriend time um, is really important to me. So, you know, again, I'm not the greatest at all the traditional self care things, but exercise and girl That's time okay. is probably my my key yeah. thing. Well, and, and, no, you got to find what yeah. works for you. Because even you said meditation, I meditate, but not in the mm -hmm. traditional sense of yeah. meditating. Um, my meditation is I'm listening to a meditation um, on my phone while I'm still doing some things in the morning. But what it does is it causes me as I'm listening to it, mm -hmm. I breathe. So I try to bring my breathing down and I kind of slow my heart rate a little bit and, and get ready for the day. So I think you've got to find what works for you. Um, because you know what some some people consider um, self-care is not going to be the same for everyone. It's it's finding what makes you feel good because um, some people would look exercise feels like a chore. Oh, I don't want to exercise. That's not going to make me feel good. Um, but, you know, for other people, that's a complete and total outlet um, for them. And so I think it's really important to find what works for you. But most important is that you're taking mm -hmm. care of yourself and finding the other that thing balance, that, that so. people might not always call self-care that Caitlin is actually exceptional at is eating clean as it complements to working out. She's she she's mm, very mm -hmm. good at saying no to the Ben and Jerry's. She's very good at saying no to the Hershey Kisses. Got way better self-control <laughs> well, than I do, Caitlin. And this fight <laughs> is constantly eating that shit. I don't always say no to the wine. I do enjoy the wine. <laughs> I, I, we got to find the balance, right? It's yeah. all about balance. Right. So, um, right. <laughs> so no, I think that's mm. really good. Well, so you mentioned like um, your girlfriend time. So obviously partnerships and relationships are important to you. Why do you find um, that as kind of like the heart of the success, like, why is that important to oh, you? I mean, honestly, it's the foundation for me. Like I, I couldn't even yeah. think about doing half the things I do alone. You know, like it's just, it's, it's a, it's a foundation for me. Like I have to have a partner in almost everything that I do. It's just, it, yeah. it's not even something I consider not being there. Right. So I have a partner in my work life. I have a partner in my home life. They happen to be the same, um, but yeah. I have partners <laughs> in my friends, right? And they're, they're like parental yeah. mom partners and they're helping me through, yeah. um, through all of the different ways that we're approaching, you know, how old we are and how we're managing our kids and what the next yeah. steps are. Um, so those are so important. And then from a work standpoint, I mean, I think you can only flourish with true partnerships right? So if you have yeah. um, a work partner who has the same vision and goals that you have, and you can align those visions and goals and are sort of working towards that commonality, like you can't help yeah. but succeed, right? Like it's, it's more, yeah. there's more power to it. You're, you're not just by yourself. Right, you right. have this, this organization or this person that you're able to collaborate with and bounce ideas off of and having more opinions that can filter into that achieving that vision, I think is just, again, yeah. it's like a no brainer for me. It's just how I feel like I've no, approached my life, I like honestly. That. 
did you see that in relationships that your parents had? Did you see like, what, why do you think that that's foundational for you? Like, how did that, where did that foundation come from in? Cause you know, like for me, I'm a real solitude person and have been since I was a, a child where, um, where, and part of it was the chaos around me. I found peace and <laughs> solitude. Um, so for you, how, what was, what, why do you think that, like, how did that become your foundation? I don't know, without going into like deep therapy conversations here. Um, yeah, yeah. I honestly feel like it's it's nature, right? I feel like I was born this way. Okay. Like yeah. I have just always yeah. been someone yeah. who valued my friendships, you know, have I, I practically yeah. grew up with my cousins and, you know, at my cousin's house. Okay. And so I feel like there was yeah. always this like, foundation of like these extra kind of that family, and these tie. family ties. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I have these wonderful girlfriends from college and high school that are still yeah. really important parts of my life. And I feel like that's just always just I've always built partnerships and relationships and cultivated those at every juncture of my life. And it's just I, I can't live without them. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. No, it's core yeah. of who you are. It's what makes you Caitlin. And I, I love that. I think it's uh, a real gift. So along the same... Well, I was going to say it's a yeah, real gift no, that Caitlin ahead, Scott, brings because mean, she brings yeah. quality to that too. It's not just about quantity. It's not that she needs to be surrounded by people all the time. It's that these people are of value to that sort of experience of life that she's having. So it's been nice yeah. to watch. Well, it's kind of grounding it's for you, grounding. right? It, it creates that, you know, that you you know that you've got that, um, that mm -hmm. tribe that's around you that, you know, to Scott's point, it's not like you have to be around everybody all the time, but if you need someone, you know, they're just a phone right. call away or a dog walk away. And, and that does, that gives, you know, that really does help in the grounding nature because, um, you know, I think that that's, uh, it's so important it's important for us to know that we have those. Um, so along those lines, then who's, who do you think would be your most, prof, uh, most important, like professional mentor, like who throughout your career has been that person that you're like, wow, they've really helped. So me. I will actually say it's a group of people. So one of my first yeah. um, professional jobs out of grad school was I worked at what was known as MCI back then. So telecom, they were in Denver too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. um I worked in the marketing department and there were, a, there were many women leaders at MCI. Um, and there was sort of this tribe of director level women that I sort of reported to almost all of them at some point, there was a group of them that they called each other the M. So it was like Meg, Melina, Melissa, Maggie, yeah. um, and a woman named <laughs> Kathleen. Um, and they were such wonderful female role models. Like they were smart. Oh, they were, yeah. um, I will tell you, I still, when I have to work on a presentation, I still work on it on paper. I walk to the copier, I grab paper out of the drawer, I put my stack down and I write my headlines. So I write my headlines yeah. on each page and then I start with my, you know, go back. I might reshift the pages and that allows you to do that, right? Like just shifting the pages. Yeah. And that I learned from a VP that I worked for at the time, whose name was Joyce and jo Dems and Kathleen all reported to Joyce. And they were just, just wonderful role models. They taught me so much. And yeah. I feel like there are certain words that, or certain punctuation marks that some of them, you know, just weren't big fans of. And I still notice today, like, oh, I have to change that word, you know? <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> and they were all, you know, 
becoming young moms and they were, you know, understanding yeah. of um, work-life balance. I mean, we worked hard there. Like we were working long days yeah. and long hours, um, but it was fulfilling and it was supportive. And yeah. again, you were, certainly there were, there were men there too, who were great. Right. But these, these female role models, sure, sure. Um, I feel so lucky to have like a group of them that I still would call like my, you know, yeah. initial mentors that I, I still am in touch with many of them and will call for career advice. We'll call for, you know, help. Like they're still there. Yeah. They're still there. It, well, and I think that women are a little more like we tend to be a little more extreme in that we're either have these close female relationships and we've been fortunate enough to have women who could be mentors and, and are and create those relationships. Or you've got the opposite experience, right, where it's um, you've worked with women who are may, it's maybe a little more backbitey, a little less collaborative, um, a little more competitive mm -hmm. for obvious reasons. I mean, women have had to work hard in the in the workforce. Um, but I think we forget to lift each other up oftentimes. And so it always makes my my heart feel good when I hear those stories of, you know, women who have had such a huge impact on your life and that they still have that impact today. Because I think men have a different grounding in all of that, right? So they have female mentors, male mentors, like it just seems a little more fluid. I don't know why, um, but for, you know, men do seem to have that. Women, it's not as fluid. We have to work a little bit harder, I think, in identifying those um, you know, those mentors and those coaches and relationships along the way. So I, I love um, that story. And I think that that's really neat that you have that. So I've witnessed, yeah. I've, had, I've been fortunate to have a front row seat to all of that. And it has also helped me. Yeah. Well, and you've said before, Scott, that your some of your best um, have been the women, right? Like that's have been the women in your life have been some of your strongest um, uh, drivers 100%. and supporters and coaches um, along the way. So, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting that Caitlin's had such a positive experience makes you wonder, is there some synergy in all of that? I think that there's some, well? I think there's some transparency and well, yes, I, be, I believe in, in the fact that for me, I've also had stronger women mentors. Um, and, and you said it well, I've also had a few men in my life and, and actually friends that were guys that I would call mentors. And, it, and I think it's, yeah. you're right. I was listening to how you said men seem to have men and women as mentors. Yeah. Yes. I erred on women. I think they're emotionally more intelligent. I think they're emotionally more capable yeah. as a stereotype. I gravitate towards mm -hmm. a woman's ability to communicate versus most men. And, but that, but that doesn't right, mean I right, don't have an appreciation yeah. for the men and, and that I have mentors that are men and I'm, I'm as manly as I think for I sure. need to be in this life. But women, <laughs> it's interesting that yeah. women though have a struggle with what you said a minute ago. And that was sort of realizing you have to work towards having women mentors. It's interesting. Yes, men yeah. don't definitely feel like, I think there has to be a connection there. There's <laughs> not an intimidation there. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, and that's. I think that that is a piece of it because there is an inherently competitive side for women because we worked so hard to find our position, right. and I don't want you to take it away from me. So I'm going to tread carefully as to how much I'm willing to share and connect with you until I know that I can trust yeah. you. Then, if I know I can trust you, then that kind of then it. So it's not like this natural. Um, Hey, Caitlin, I met you and, and now we're going to share and we're going to be open and, and that dialogue. It's not, it's a, it's a little bit of a, it's a process. It's not yeah. as, as easy That's a good or way as to fluid. Put it. It's I don't, process. Think, I don't so. know that I endure yeah. a process as much. I actually follow the kindred yeah. more. Yeah. And 
typically, and typically women can't follow the kindred or more, they get bit. Whereas men will recover much easier, yeah. men or women, if they're trying to mentor. I've asked men to be mentors, you know, like it wasn't yeah. a problem. Like, oh, you're pretty successful. You mentor me. Sounds like women might have a little yeah. bit different perspective on that. Yeah. It's there's there's so. a book yeah. after you read how did you get here there's another book <laughs> yes after you read yeah. how did well, you well, get here that's well, right well, you gotta well, read that one first <laughs> but there's there's another book um called the confidence code and um it is actually oh. a, a really good book i read it um and it talks about sort of this whole idea of women and their confidence in the workplace and really how that how the yeah. salary um, gap sort of started with like yeah. what mm -hmm. women asked for, you know, like when you yes, asked for yes. 60,000 and the, for the same job that a man asked for 75, right? Like the, it, it kind of like that, yeah. the, the pay equity really started with the ask. Um, but it's, it's just a really good read. And I, I remember I still I like have a, a part circled in it that I need to read to my daughter. Yeah. Um, that said, like, if you want your daughter to have the confidence she needs or something like that someday, mm -hmm. teach her to be a little bit bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, yes, and, yeah, and it's true. just, you don't, because I, I am a people pleaser. I am a, to a fault people pleaser. And so, you know, yeah. maybe you don't have to be that way. Maybe you can just be a little bit bad. They yeah. know a little bit like, and um, so it's, it's a good, it's a good read after you've yeah. read the other book. <laughs> I like that. We'll put that one in the yeah. show notes. I like that. Um, yeah, that's a good one for sure. Well, so what is one lesson your job has taught you that you think everyone should learn at some point? In, oh in my gosh, life? Linda, you actually said it earlier. I was like, oh my goodness, like that I, you popped into my head, like saying this, but this whole idea of giving grace, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I think you and I feel like you and I spoke of this once in a meeting, which is this whole idea of like people, we have to assume that people are not ill-intended, right? People yeah, are coming yeah. with good intentions and we never know what's going on in someone's life, right? Unless we right. ask, unless we are able to give grace. I mean, is them not getting a deliverable done the end of the world for that moment? If there is something really... right hard for them happening, right? Like we just need to be able to balance yeah. and ask if everything's okay and give grace for certain yeah. things. And, um, it's a struggle, believe me. Like, I don't, I don't always do it. I sometimes I'm like, why don't I yeah. have this? Right. But, um, but I think if right. we can just go in with that, there's another book called smart tribes. Um, and smart yeah. tribes talks about like you, you have to dig into the sort of understanding and the motivations of people and the whys, right? And so the 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 sort of maybe poor performance over a certain period of time may may have nothing to do with what that person is capable of, right? And we just need right. to understand yes. that and have the grace to ask the right questions to, you know, get the most out of our people, right? So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I love that. And it's so important. I was just talking with a, a colleague yesterday and she was, um, she's, you know, she's a little tired and she's kind of burned out. She's got this, um, she's try. she was 
thinking about taking some time off, like they're going to do this uh, three-day weekend, and then they're going to take a real vacation. But already in that moment, she's starting to think about how she's going to balance her work because they've got these big projects coming up and all of this. But maybe in that time, and I said, is the work that you're doing going to change the world? Like is, or if you don't deliver in that moment, is the world going to stop rotating on its axis? Um, because if it's not, it's probably okay to wait until you get back in a couple of days. Um, and I think, you know, oh, it's real easy for me to preach that, um, not as easy for me to practice it, but it's very true. And it's something that I've been trying to do a little self-reflection on is that is the work that we're doing um, so life altering that if we have to wait one extra day to get that, is it going to to end? And it's not to take away from deadlines and responsibility and accountability. No, we have to have that. The, we get paid to do to a job. You have grace. to do it. It's you're actually complimenting it's the to word compliment. grace. Yeah, You exactly. still own your shit. Yeah. You're still responsible, but you have to compliment that word grace. Exactly. With how many of us are really doing anything that has to be done that very second against yes, your exactly. performance refill, doing some self-care for three days off? Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, I think it is. It's so important. Um, again, and I think those are some lessons we're learning from the younger generation and that came out of COVID and really kind of looking at this whole, um, I'm sorry, I don't want to work 80 hours, um, you know, uh, a week. I want to have some time to go and have fun with my friends and find some balance and I'm going to travel and I'm going to do those things. So I'm sorry, Mr. Employer, your job is not more important to me than the life that I've been put on this planet. Right. to live and i think right. you know there's some lessons in all all of that um as well that i think you know it's finding that balance but well i've loved our conversation and um, we like to end the show with three questions so here are your three questions um if you had to write a book tomorrow um so we already know scott's an author but if you had to write a book tomorrow what would you write about so i have to say i would probably i, I told myself you know 17 years ago when my first son was born that I was going to write down all the funny stories and I was going to start my own internal blog. I never did. Right. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like there would be just <laughs> <intentions>. potentially humorous <laughs> mom stories book because yeah. it is, has been a hilarious journey. Um, so I, I feel like if I, I'm not as, as creative in that element as Scott, but if I, if I were forced to take pen to paper, it would probably be that. <laughs> Yeah. That's what it would be. I love it. Mom yeah. stories are the best anyway, because when you look back and you think our perspective on things, I just think is there's so much fun and humor, especially now that you've gotten over it. Because, you know, you think yeah. about sometimes in the moment of the crises or you thought, oh, my gosh, the world is going to end um, because I've been a terrible parent, which, of course, you were not. Um, but in that moment, you felt so when you get the chance to be retrospective and look back and find a little humor in that situation and you think, wow, that I, I can't believe some of the, the stuff I've survived. <laughs> Um, yeah. in life so um, yeah. so i love that well if you ever decide to do it Thank i will you. read that because i <laughs> yeah, love yeah. those types of stories so um if you could have coffee with any historical figure who would you choose i would choose queen elizabeth because oh, interesting can you imagine the stories she has to tell like she has no i mean yeah. the historical like i would be then having coffee with 17 different people because of the story she could tell right. like she's yeah. what gone over yeah. how many prime ministers and how many u.s presidents and gosh just all the yes. juice on the royal family i mean just it would be 
right. historically interesting and important, but maybe like some juice too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scandal. no, I think you're right. Like a little yeah. gossipy, yeah. scandalous. Yeah, that would, that's true. Because yeah, imagine you're right. Some of the some of the yeah. behind the scenes stories that she had yeah. for well, sure. And she was the so, longest no, reigning monarch ever, right? So like she's hit it. Yes, she's hit it all. Yeah. Well, and she just she saw. <laughs> she had, so, think about how yeah, young and, she was and saw yeah. so much, right? So yeah. oh my goodness. Yes. I mean, I think that is would just be the, such an interesting. It would have to be much longer yeah. than coffee. So. Yeah. I yeah. it definitely would. Well, and the sacrifices she made to right. make that commitment, you know, it's such a um and that she she made that with intention to make that sacrifice to to dedicate her life mm -hmm. to the crown um versus all the other things she probably could have done with her life that might have even been a little bit more enjoyable than what to, she did. To Caitlin's so. point, to Caitlin uh, so, yeah. point about her successes, one of the things that I did learn about her that I thought was interesting is um her act not react perspective. Yeah, oh she yes, often was yeah. a little late to the game in modernization mm -hmm. or a little late to the game in an argument or didn't even enter the game yeah but it always panned out to be uh an action not a reaction and i always found i come totally in hot agree, and fast yeah. and let's get it done and, and yeah me too like I, i'm ready for the answer immediately type of thing but she was she very stoic right it's a british way my yeah. mother was the same way very stoic she did not have that immediate reaction you were kind of left wondering what is this and i would love to me? i would love to learn that <laughs> and adapt that because that's it served her well it served the country well from what it i did. can see it yeah. definitely yeah. served yeah no i totally agree so my last question is um what's this the one question you wish we would have asked um and how would you have answered that question oh gosh <laughs> um it was all so easy until now <laughs> i know it was all so easy until now <laughs> i mean i think it's like if you could if you could do something in business differently, you know, what, what might that be? Oh, I like that um, one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think probably it would be sort of my um, entry into the entrepreneurial world as, as a leader in this, mm. just the idea, like just the learning that like mistakes and failures are learning. Right. And I feel yeah, like I just, yeah, yeah. I just wasn't, I mean, not to like, I was a perfectionist. I was, I didn't make mistakes, right? That's and if hard. I did, yeah. it was the end of the world. Um, the, <laughs> really, like remember, remember and, that string we yeah. were talking about, guys? <laughs> remember that string? Yeah. I mean, it, so I just feel like yeah. if I could, e even if I could, just you know, talk to anyone that's you know coming up in the professional world, like you really have mm -hmm. to look at every mistake, or if you want to call it a failure as an opportunity yeah. for learning like what can i learn from this yeah. and what can i do better um because i like that it will eat you alive if you can't learn to take that approach right yes. so i i it feel will. like i wish yeah. that i had I wish that I had done that earlier. It would have. You'd exercised a little grace for yourself, perhaps, that maybe you could have looked that at that a little yes. bit differently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. And you're right. It is. It's it's so hard um, in that moment because you are, you're very, you know, when you're so critical, especially when you are someone who is very focused on, I've never failed in anything I've done. I've always been successful. In entrepreneurship, you are going to fail. In business ownership, you are going to fail. Um, it's going to take multiple 
times. And that is really challenging. Um, and so you do have to learn to exercise some some grace and forgiveness for yourself and, and that those are all opportunities to to learn and get better. They're, they're not, you know, to your point, you can call them failures, but they're really not if you've learned something. And I was going to jump in on that and talk grow. about that for our next gen too. And that is, you know, success doesn't beget money and failure doesn't beget loss of money. And so yes, it's yeah. really important to Caitlin's point that you look at yourself as being progressive and the yes and model is hard to grab, yeah. but that's really what she's saying is. is I wish I had more of that yes and perspective. Instead, yes, she called yeah. it a failure and she wished she would have learned that sooner might be what I would say is yeah. what we're chatting about here at the end. People need to be aware of that because success is for me defined as happiness and it can be overall, yes. not perfection general happiness is success. So just parallel, just, yeah. just sort of complementing what I think we're talking about here. It's for people who might be driven by money. It's not about the money aspect of that. It's about, it's about no. interpretation and what you do with it. So yeah. true. And, 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 so and we're true. old now, no. right, Kate? I mean, it takes a long time to figure these things out. <laughs> well, speak for yourself, right, <laughs> Three Scott? plus zero <laughs> years of career. <laughs> well, I, I think your, um, your point on happiness, right? One of my favorite, favorite TED Talks ever that I think I've sent out to our team five different times is the um, Sean Aker happiness um, TED Talk. Have you seen it, Linda? Okay. Oh no, my goodness. I seen that it one. is. He is basically a, a happiness expert that graduated from Harvard. Like, and, wow. and well, it is send it so to me. good and he is so energetic and, yeah. but it's really about this, this whole idea of like, being happy, right? And right. and doing right. things I that make you that. happy. Yeah. And um so yeah. I love that. No. And yeah, send it to me. We'll put I it will. in the show notes too, because I think it's that'd so be a good. great one for everyone to uh yeah. To yeah, people would to people would sure. enjoy that for sure. And I think that is also the theme of of all of what we're doing is happiness doesn't beget a dollar sign. It be and, and also right. you have to do things that beget the dollar sign to create a different quadrant of happy it doesn't have to be the only definition yep. of happy. It's a we're Absolutely in a society not. that requires yeah. work. Thankfully, we're not in a society that requires right. Yeah, digits. you have to have money to right. live right. in this world. Yeah, we we'd be foolish if we were leaving the message that somehow you don't have to um, to have that. You you absolutely do, but it does not have to be the be all end all. Nor does it define your happiness in life because there are a lot of very wealthy people exactly. who are not happy. Exactly. So. Yeah, no, I love it. Well, Caitlin, I'm so glad that you were here on the show oh, with us today. Awesome. I hope everyone enjoyed this as much as, as I did. And it was nice to see the two of you together. And I think um, I'm sure that everyone will pick up on there's a reason why um, the two of you have been together for 30 years and the success that um, I think that we've seen through um, the book that Scott has has written, um, the podcast we're doing here, The World Gateway. Um, all of that is indicative of the partnership and relationship that the two of you have developed and that you know we can all take a a, a lesson from so, it was fun so thank, thank you, you for yeah, having this me it's good yeah this is awesome yeah absolutely well we'll look forward to talking to everybody yeah. next time so thanks uh thanks everyone thanks, for joining Linda. us today yeah. thanks caitlin yes you bet thank you we hope you enjoyed this episode of an unconventional guide to success if you want to learn more about caitlin montgomery you can follow her on linkedin her profile is in the show notes an Unconventional Guide to Success is an inspirational, motivated series hosted by Scott Montgomery and Linda Misagatis, recorded on Riverside.fm. Music, editing, and production by Logan Misagatis. 
Check out Scott Montgomery's new book, How Did You Get Here?, and all the helpful related materials at www.howdidyougethere.com. Thank you for joining us on our journey. If you would like to reach out to us, our contact information is in the show notes.